Hello, gracefully chosen community, and welcome to Foster My Stories, the achievement-focused podcast for foster care, adoption, orphan, inclusive of underserved communities. I'm your host, Shalina Michelle Tate, and on today's cast episode, I would like for you to get to know the featured guest, Nadine Johnson. Hello, Ms. Johnson. How are you doing this evening? I am good, Shalina. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. I'm super excited to have Ms. Johnson because she is multi-talented. And um, before I get into the dynamics of who she is and what she does, Ms. Johnson, can you tell the listeners briefly about your upbringing? You are the youngest of six. And can you tell the listeners where you're from? Yes, I was born in Jamaica and my family moved to the United States when I was eight years old. I've been living here for over 30 years, you know. I grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in the city. Looking at it now, it was like, oh my God, we were living like in the ghetto. Yes. <laughs> but yes. at the time, you didn't know any different, so it was home. Yes. You know, the city of Harrisburg was just home. I stayed there until college. And I went to Shippensburg University, which was about 45 minutes away. And after that, I worked in Harrisburg for about another year. And then I was like, mm, nope. Can't stay here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And I ran to Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you basically already had that gusto of you're wanting more. I definitely found that nudge for myself a little bit later in life but when you get that nudge it's like kind of overwhelming it's like uh, I want to do something different I can't stay here <laughs> could you tell the listeners about the fact that you have diverse in 17 years plus of graphic design and writing skills how did you get into that was that something you wanted to do in childhood tell us about that you know I went to college to get a marketing degree okay. and then the graphic designing bug took me before I went to Shippensburg University. Okay. Um, I wanted to actually go to um, Indiana University okay. because they had a specific program for communications and design yes. and advertising and my dad was like your sister's at Shippensburg you're going to Shippensburg. Oh. <laughs> oh. And so that's how I ended up at Shippensburg yeah. and so I kind of released that kind of designing book. So when I moved to Maryland, I started working for a company called Congressional Quarterly. And I was doing like ad trafficking. So basically making sure that the right ads went into the right magazines okay. at the right time. Yes. And, you know, I would look at the ads, try to think of how it was created yeah. and who created it and how they put the text with the pictures and just analyzing these ads, yeah. you know. And then this is where God has always put people in my life to highlight my path, you know? Yes. And there was a lady who worked in the marketing department. You know, I was telling her that I'm frustrated. I need something different. I need my purpose. And she said, why don't you come and sit with me one day? And you can see what I do and maybe something that you like. And so I took her up on the offer and she was a graphic designer. And I watched what she did over my lunch period. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And so this was after I got my degree. So I went back to the Maryland College of Art and Design and got my graphic designing certificate. And from there, I started doing graphic designing. I worked for the company kind of had a book division. Okay. And I got a job in that division doing marketing and I started doing their graphic design. 
kind of got rid of their marketing department. Okay. So Stacy at that point, the whole department was gone. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. For the next 10 or 11 years, that same catalog that Stacy was working on, yes. I started doing that catalog. Wow. <laughs> wow nothing's by chance or mistake that's very exciting to hear how you just got basically touched the heart of someone to just say hey look come sit in on what i'm doing sparked even more the stirring that was already then take that and really you're already artist because you was able to already look at what they were already doing but then you saw how to improve it, you know, just more diverse, more creative. And then the opportunity opened up for you to then have your own. Could you tell listeners about your son and how that sparked your company because of what he experienced? Yeah, well, it's like my son, he sparked my entire life. Because after, while I was pregnant with him, I was like, you know, I would go to daycares, just sign off for daycare. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hmm. I cannot leave my child at a daycare. Yes. I was like, and that's when I started working freelance full time. Okay. So he sparked that journey for me to create my graphic designing company. And then when he was around three or four, you know, I'm one of those parents who go to the library and get like 20 books at a time. Yes. And every night I would read a book or two with my son every single night and and so we got to the point where we exhausted very quickly books in the library that featured african-american boys you know and positive books yes just kind of instill positivity in children and because of that i said you know what i need to write my own books yes (laughs) yes and I started publishing, writing, illustrating, and publishing books that featured African-American children. That's amazing to hear you say how basically your son, he stirred that desire to be able to create a change. There was a, a change that you saw that needed to take place. And you remind me a lot of another guest that I had. Her name is Jessica Green. And her little boy approached her at three, four ages, your son, and basically didn't see enough uh, little boys and, and kids that look like him on TV. And so her with her husband decided to take that leap, invest in him. And now he has products and services and educational products. So I commend you as a parent because you're sounding just like Miss Green. Y'all, it's all I need. And you're so right. There's stuff out there. But a lot of it is unfortunately very stereotypical, leaving in a positive light. Times it's just, you know, God just uses people like yourself, Miss Green, and just stirs y'all up to be the change you want to see. Yes. Yes. Could you tell listeners more about your publishing company? Because you're on your ninth book. Yes. So I published mostly picture books to start yes. for children at the kindergarten up to like the first or second grade level. I just published whatever like God told me to publish. You know what I mean? I literally wake up with ideas and I'm like, oh, that's the one, you know? And so the first series I published was the Last Night I Dreamt series. And that Uh series is about basically a young boy or girl wake up and they talk about the dream they have of becoming a doctor or a teacher or a musician. And it's basically just to inspire parents to start putting dreams into their children, you know, just to give them an idea. 
idea of what's out there yes. in the world. Yes. You can be anything. It's not to drive them to be a doctor or yeah. teacher or musician, but it's to just start that spark of thinking what they can be. Yes, that's so true. I currently also work with some five to seven year olds and they are exploring theater camp, sparking them to just learn different things, be creative. And that's so right. You have to, and we have to as educators or if you're a parent like yourself or just communities, we have to kind of pour back into the youth because, yes, yes, because every day, all day, you'll hear the negative and the disheartening information. But a lot of times we need something positive to come along to say, hey, you can do it. You can make it to hear you say and confirm that, you know what, let us be the change we want to see. Let us create our own stories. Let us create our own characters. Hey, it's okay if you don't see yourself on the book. Let's make that a memory together your illustration for the cover of guess what i was adopted please tell listeners about that because that's near to my heart dr drew murray she came to me with the idea to do this book and it's something that was dear to her heart because yes. she was also adopted he's a psychotherapist wow. as well and yes. she said you know i need to create a book that parents can read to their children yes. and also it can teach parents at the same time how to break the news to a child that they are adopted then she's like yeah i want you to do the illustration and i want you to publish it for me wow at at first i was like "Mm, i don't know (laughs) yeah he was a very willing client she knew what she wanted i loved the story that she had and thought it was definitely beneficial for the community at large and so we worked together on it and it turned out to be a very beautiful book and also one that I think is very important to be out there it actually won name award that's the National Association of Multicultural Education that is awesome and that for you was already preordained because both dealing in what I call the complete underserved sector like foster my stories deals with those different communities i myself grew up in the foster care system and like you said for your son you didn't see enough positive stuff out there and so just to hear that you was involved with the illustration and the publishing of her book that's all coming together to complete an underserved need whether foster care adoption being orphaned it all collaborates to the one unified underserved and especially with the different topics your son doesn't see enough of himself in a positive light out there hey how can we encourage more parents to read to their children you know it's also a passion of yours education and teaching children how to read and to really see themselves and be inspired what was the stirring of the passion for you to transition into teaching because I know that that was like you saw some stuff probably and me being in education as well we see stuff on a regular basis and I'm not a teacher but I've filled in as a substitute before and then of course I work with little ones as well what was the transition for you what did you want to change I know you probably saw a lot transition started when I woke up one day and I was like being a graphic designer for all these companies, you know, is not what I'm supposed to be doing for the rest of my life. Yes. It was no longer fulfilling. It was no longer exciting. It was no longer fun. I got yeah. nothing out of it. Yeah. And I went through a very tough period, just like, God, give me something else, please. Yes. And oh, I went to bed and I was like, okay, you need to 
tell me what to do. And I literally woke up and I heard his voice saying, you got to quit your job. Meaning, you got to fire yourself. Yes, you got to yes. close your business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, close my business. Dating me all these years, you know. And then I literally wrote my clients and said, at the end of the year, I'm going to close down Nation Design. Yes. And it was about, I think like two months in the year. And so I closed down Nation Designs and then I just went on doing presentations in schools and things like that. Mm -hmm. I worked with a company that brought me into the school to, to do week-long writing sessions with children. And I would go to these schools and I'm like, okay, I would push them or teach them in a certain way. Yes. And then the teachers are like, yeah. we just don't have time to teach them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very direct and I'm very like, okay, you got that wrong, let me fix it. This is how you do this. Yes. If you got a word wrong, I'm teaching you how to, to correct it. When you have a final book, you can't have errors. So we started with them, you know, creating sentences, creating a story, and then they put it in a final book. Yes. But in a final book, you can't have errors. Like edit, illustrate everything there were. And their finished products were amazing. Oh, yes. And I'm like, what I had to go through to get them there? I know what you're talking about. I do. I've substituted in classes. Well, I was on call substitute years ago for K-5 schools. I was on call and a lot of the same stuff started happening. I would either have the kids, you know, we wish you was our teacher or go through the same routine of being talked at, yelled at, or lumped together in classes where they really didn't need to be in. They just needed the right encouragement. And I guess we could say that those teachers didn't so-called have time is because it was your ministry to be the one to do so. I'm learning that now. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we're the light for a lot of these kids that don't really have positive role models, don't really have encouragement or mentors. And of course, I know you probably noticed from your end, people will be there to critique your every move. But I think it's the heart and God helps us with the heart to have the heart yes. to be the change yeah. we want to see. And yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a heart job. Yes. Um, you know, and I saw an ad for Teach for America and I just applied for the ad. Yes. And I became a teacher last year. It was my first year teaching a full year. Yes. Yes. Oh, and, and yes. And congratulations to you because you was voted Rookie Teacher of the Year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, when, when you're like, did I make the Oh, you know, man. and then you have all these affirming things that happen yes. that affirm that yes you know this is where you're supposed to be yes but i do understand why some teachers are frustrated why they don't yeah. have time why they can't put in the effort that they need to put in yes. this past year i do understand it but at the same time you have to give the kids a hundred percent because they're relying on you that is so true and you know I would hear educators kind of count the kids out because they're a certain age group or not really wanting to give the age group a chance from my experience you you have to sometimes get on their level not in an immature way but meeting them right where they are and then I feel that from there they'll see that you really care and not that you're trying to overdo anything or outshine anyone but I feel that they know, they know, they know your heart, they know your intent, 
they know that you really care. But just the doors that God is opening. But it started because, you know, it continued, should I say, it continued because of your obedience. You had to take a leap of faith. And when he said, quit your job and you did it. And so he could trust you now with the multitude. Now, listeners, what I'm expressing with Miss Johnson is she had to basically take a spiritual leap of faith, trusting in God. And when he moved upon her heart to trust him more in the unknown, the unseen, that's what we're talking about, that she took that leap. And then because she, he was already preparing her and positioning her to where she could make the most impact it. And a lot of times that's what happens with us in life. Uh, we don't really understand why we have to work a certain job or live in a certain area. Like you said earlier, the place, you know, was ghetto, but it was home. And, you know, sometimes we have to go through those testimonies so then we could go and help the next person who's still struggling or coming up behind us. You're giving me goosebumps because you're summing up my life in a way <laughs> to God be the glory. I'm, I'm just excited to hear you as a mom, an educator, a leader, really a woman of God, just have a heart then through illustrations, through writing, through imagination, and meeting them right where they are. They know it's tough love, even though you say, no, you can't do it that way. They know that like when Ms. Johnson say, let's try it this way, I imagine they probably perk up and try harder and then they get it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teach. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> yeah. I understand that. Yeah. A lot of these kids are dealing with a lot. Yes. So I start, I address them from that point of view. Yeah. And try to understand what their individual challenges so that I can really get the best out of them. Yes. Feel deep down they know that. They know the difference. Let's say it that way. They definitely know the difference in someone just, okay, this is just a job or, okay, this is just retirement to somebody that's like, you know what? You know, this teacher really wants me to make it. Super excited to want to ask you about your new book for your website, I Write Rhymes. Could you tell listeners about that? Because that goes into like poetics and writing and imagination. It's a combination. Okay, so I write rhymes. I was done with writing. I said, you know what? Yeah. I'm not publishing any more books. Yes. I'm done. It's just, it's too hard to get to sell. And yeah. There's a lot to selling a book. Yes. And so I met a lady a while ago at a book show, and she told me the story of how when she was in third grade, a teacher said something so negative to one of her classmate she thought that it spoke over his life in a way that he was still in jail today oh man yeah and that story it just it just played in my mind it yeah. just stayed with me yeah yeah and then i was like you know what i need to redeem that child yes. somehow wow. and then i thought you know what i'm just gonna write a book about it wow and then i wrote the book and i said you know what i'm still not gonna publish it i'm just gonna go get a publisher yeah i'm gonna get an agent <laughs> i'm gonna you know, oh, oh man so yes we, i i sent it out you know my queries out to these yeah. different yep. agents yep. it's a mixture of prose and poetry so it's a yep. it's a story but the main character writes poetry throughout yeah. the book to kind of cope with what he's dealing with yes and so i would get responses like i like the story but i don't but, like the yeah. like, <laughs> yeah that's where God was like, you know, just release the book, Nadine. It has to go out there. Yes. 
And it's a book about a young boy who gets into some trouble because his family structure is changing. It makes him angry and he gets in trouble and he has to move to a new school. New school, he faces racism for the very first time. The microaggressions from his teacher. He also, for the first time, is seeing how the racism that's going on in the world is affecting his father. And then we get an idea of the trauma all of that causes Mm -hmm. on him as he's trying to deal with what's being done to him in the school. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I just thought that we need to start having these conversations. We have to understand that it is a different world that we are living in and that what's going on is affecting us and our children in a way that is permanent delves into racism race relations there are many different characters in the book that children of all races can really benefit from reading it's not a book just for black boys you know what i mean it is empowering for all kids to really see where do they fit in this continuum where are they what is their place in race relations they can look at the different characters and see who they identify with yes and more importantly who do they want to identify with yes it sounds like a book and a really a message for the nations and i love how basically god pricked you to be the voice for that young man who couldn't be the voice for himself and listeners what miss johnson is talking about is a very real thing and that can really have a lasting impact to the point where your life can be altered but god can break any word curse and he can break any generational curse and i guess that's another podcast but i'm loving the fact that his story is being told and we have to really give our kids avenues yes to talk about what's going on they go through a lot that they don't speak about yes and it's funny because my my son (laughs) read the book and he's like "Mm." there's a teacher in there um that you know is really negative to the character my my son was like yeah she reminds me of one of my teachers oh no see yeah Wow. But reading the book, I guess it gave him the courage to the speak language up. for it and the courage to say, wow. wait a minute, this wasn't right. It's not right. Wow. You know what? And you said earlier, that's what they need a lot more youth and really anyone. But it doesn't matter your gender, ethnicity, you know, where you come from. Particularly, I'm seeing a lot of trailers for movies coming out dealing with depression and suicide. And unfortunately, it's on the rise and untalked about. But it's a real thing. Um, I agree with you saying having outlets is so vital and maybe i love how you said the book wasn't just for african-american young men it was for anyone any race for people who's listening to your future podcast and hearing testimonies say hey i want to work miss johnson too have you had like a a fluctuation or like a really an increase of people saying hey we need help too writing our yeah, books they can always contact me and then if i get them off the schedule then I'll know what my summer will look like. But yeah, they can always contact me if they have an idea or something that they want to work on. They can just contact me if they just want advice about where to go with their project that they're working on. So if they're working on a children's book and they just need advice, 
Yes. Where do I go from where I am right now? Oh, wow. No problem. That is amazing. And, you know, before we go, Ms. Johnson, thank you so much again for just taking time out of your schedule and for being on Foster My Stories. You're really a testimony and your work is so valuable to so many communities. What advice would you like to give um, anyone that's whether they're wanting to be an author or whether they feel like the little boy that you wrote the story about or your son, what words of wisdom would you like to give listeners? Yeah, I would just like to say that it's important for us to know for a fact that we were put on this earth for a purpose. Yes. And our job is to figure out what that purpose is. And it's not going to look the same every day. Because, yes. you know, we go through different stages in our life, different seasons and different stages. So in one season, it might just be to be the best mom you can be. Yes. In the next season, it might be be a mom to many kids, like yes. being a teacher. Yes. I'm in right now. You know <laughs> so the thing to keep in mind is you are here for a purpose. Yes. It wasn't by accident. It wasn't for happenstance. It wasn't for a time being. It's for your entire life on this planet. And so strive to figure out what that purpose is. And when you hit a lane, you know it. You know it because you'll get signs. You'll get support. You'll get the light. You'll see your path being lit for you. And you know that's where you belong. You know, it's kind of like I said, I wasn't trying to publish this book. But I just get all these different signals that, yeah, you did it. You did it at the right time. Yes, yes. And thank you so much. And, and you're right. You always kind of lag behind if you try to go ahead of him. And, you know, if you don't trust him, if you don't take that leap at all, you're going to kind of keep going around in circles. So yeah. that's life lessons. And I thank you for reminding us all to just know that we all have a purpose. Yes. Even with everything that's happening, we have to still know that we can have faith. Know that every day we've been given breath is still a gift. And that we still have a purpose. Yes, listeners, I encourage you to please, please, please go reach out to Miss Johnson at her awesome website, 123mangotree.com. Or I, that's a capital I, capital W. So it's I write rhymes.com super excited especially for those of you who loves poetry and just flow. I encourage you to reach out to her there you can also reach her on twitter at n johnson writes that's w-r-i-t-e-s and on instagram at nadine johnson books and miss johnson is there a good number that's you know appropriate to call you at sure um that's my number is 843-276-3738 Yay. Awesome. Still beaming. Thank you so, so much again, Ms. Johnson, for taking time out of your schedule to be here on Foster My Stories. And if your upbringing, community service or job connects you to the foster adoption, orphan or underserved communities, I would love to chat at Foster My Stories Central Facebook page. If you are enjoying the Foster My Stories podcast. You can check out the latest content and make sure to tune in next Wednesday at the new time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Red Circle Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Audible, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. And remember, as always, being fostered 
adopted, orphaned, or underserved simply means you're gracefully chosen. Take care. Thank you, Ms. Johnson. Thank you.